You are now listening to Las Reinas del Chisme. Hosted by Dania, Violeta, and Debbie. Where chisme ain't the only thing we talk about. No, it ain't. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Reinas del Chisme. I'm Violeta. I'm Debbie. And I'm Dania. And welcome back. We'll go ahead and get started with the drink of the week. So this week, the drink we just, well, I, I, we decided to make was a pink Moscato strawberry lemonade. And this was actually really freaking good. Especially, I was like kind of iffy because of the Moscato, because I'm not really, I, I don't think I've ever really had Moscato, but it was really sweet and it was good. So what you would need is pink Moscato, strawberry lemonade, strawberries, and then lemon slices. And I actually did put a little bit of like like lemon juice in the drinks. Mm-hmm. And they were really, really good. Another thing that um, people could do is muddle like the strawberries and the lemons together and then um, add it to for that little like extra citrusy flavor. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't do that. But it was really, really, really good. It actually looked really, like, pretty and refreshing. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, great. I paired it with, like, some freaking ceviche, and it was good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. And it was definitely payday, Debbie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and in case you guys are, like, you know, because Debbie's back. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, and I wanted to thank everybody who reached out to me um, and asked me how I was doing. I'm really I'm better now. Thank God. I mean, I can go into it now or I can wait until my like segment into one of the segments. <laughs> I don't know how. Well, we'll let Debbie go into it now, because okay. like she said, we're moving into our segments and um, Debbie was going to start us off with with the segment anyway so yeah just feel free to jump right into it so with the position 69 so I actually decided because of everything like health-wise that has happened to me I mean it's nothing drastic or anything crazy but I just thinking that like I need to like really focus better more on my health and my well-being and what better way of doing that than to um, start taking vitamins which I've been taking started taking and then I decided that after I drink all my alcohol I'm gonna not be drinking for like the next 30 days okay. um, so we'll see how that goes especially because of this quarantine it's kind of hard but we'll see. And then I also did buy, like, the Booty Kings workouts, and I started them the other day, and let me just tell you that no wonder bitches' booties get bigger, because they fucking work out everything. Like, it's hard? Yeah, it's, like, literally, like, three sets of 30s. And I'm, like, I was literally, like, oh, okay, you know, it's not that bad, and I got, like, to halfway through, and I was, like, fuck this like I literally got to 15 of my first rep and I was like uh how am I supposed to finish the rest yeah (laughs) like you're so sorry you can't even go sit to take a shit (laughs) yeah well I think that it's not like I maybe I just didn't work out as much or something because I'm I'm pretty sore but I'm not like that sore. remember when we played basketball and they would make us do like wall sits and stuff and you couldn't sit to take a shit because that's how bad your your legs hurt (laughs) Like, you just drop yourself on yeah, the toilet. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It's not that bad, but we don't, we'll see. I'll, like, I'll keep y'all updated. Yeah, you'll <laughs> have to complete the whole, the whole workout and see how you feel about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then that's it for my position 69. And then for mommy bullshit, so uh, y'all are probably going to be all, like, damn, bitch. But I still have not potty trained the baby. And honestly, I just feel like, He's just like how I really did think about what V told me about like he'll show he'll show signs and everything. And honestly, I just really feel like he's just not ready yet. And so mm-hmm. it's okay. I'm not gonna pressure him. I'm not gonna push him. It is what it is and it'll come when it'll come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll be more stressed out trying to like force yeah. him to yeah. be doing mm-hmm. it. So it's like, are you waiting yeah. for a sign so, or are you hoping you don't get a sign? <laughs> I'm hoping to get a sign because honestly, like I need him to just be a big boy now. <laughs> You're ready. Yes. Fuck it, Debbie. I'll be his mother pampers because <laughs> I have like half a box of diapers still because Rico, like, how he got potty trained. So, okay, okay. 
Yeah. Uh, so I'll need his my. I'll need a shout out his kissing <laughs> handle and shit. <laughs> um, so my mommy bullshit is um, my son, baby Rico. He actually celebrated his third birthday on this past Thursday, and so we it was we did like a little not party, but it was not a fucking party. So don't fucking come for me. But we just like did like a little setup of like a table and stuff, and got him like a little piñata and like a water slide and. We just did it here at the house. So it was just really sad because when we were setting up, he was just like asking when everybody Aww. was coming. And like <laughs> Nevaeh, because Nevaeh didn't understand that it was just us. Like she was kept saying, Your cousins are coming. Your cousins are like all day. And I was like, No, Nevaeh, like nobody's coming. <laughs> and so he got like all worked up, but it like ended up being like just fine. Like he was really happy and stuff. So it looked like he had so much but I was fun. Just, like, he was like so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. And I was, like, all stressed out because I'm, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I felt bad because I'm used to, like, not doing ever big parties for my kids, but, like, doing something where, like, all their cousins are here or whatever. And so I was just, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, like, this is how he's celebrating, like, his third birthday and stuff. But it worked out good, so. And I'm sure he got, like, everybody (laughs) FaceTiming him and stuff because I know the Kaiki was all happy and he was got to FaceTime him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and then people, like, did, like, little quarantine, like, birthday drop-offs, like, (laughs) They, like, left it outside and stuff, and then... He still got to open um, gifts, at least. Yeah, he was a lot happy, but... So, you you did what you had to do to make sure he still had a good birthday, because due to the circumstances, obviously, he couldn't do something bigger. But it's like, you know, luckily, Mm. you guys still just made the best out of it, and it's like, he's little enough that he didn't fully understand, but it also helped him just, like, be distracted and just, like, go with the flow and enjoy it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I had a little let it out thing, which is like, now that we've been stuck at home, like, do you guys feel like, I mean, there's literally no end to your chores? Like, yeah. I mean, I know mm-hmm. in our, in our, at our place, it's literally just RJ and I, and it's like, you know, we're not trashing the place, so it's really not that bad, but still, just because I've been so anal about getting things ready before the baby comes, that I'm like, every day, I'm just like stressed, like, okay, I should do this, I should do this, like, you know, we did all our closets, and like, we organized the baby stuff and then that room and like, but just literally everything. Like I've been like cleaning the windows and we've been like deep cleaning, like the bathrooms and like the kitchen and everything. And then like RJ washed the carpet. And I'm just like, especially now that we're like cooking so much more at home, I can't like walk away without having like wiped down the counters after or like the stove. And like, you know, I literally feel like I'm doing that like three times a fucking day. Mm-hmm. and I'm just like okay I'm ready to eat out again no I definitely understand because I honestly feel like like los quehaceres nunca 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 se acaban, se acaban. and like it's true I was just telling my sister because I mopped yesterday and at the end of the night I looked at the fucking floor and there was already like splashes of like dirt and you're like fuck I gotta yeah, do this again tomorrow that's what I said I, w- I was like wow and literally I just mopped and now I'm going to have to mop again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's been nice that at least for us, like, since RJ's been home, like, he's obviously been doing, like, a lot. Like, he's the one who does, like, all the mopping. And he was the one who, like, he's the one who, like, washes the bathtub and stuff. Because, like, I probably shouldn't be in there with the chemicals and all that. Mm-hmm. And just, like, haciendo fuerza. So, it's, like, I, I'm not saying I'm the one who's doing everything because, like, I'm really not. <laughs> but still, just, like. I'm like, fuck, it's literally just us two. So it's like, how is it that we have, like, all this shit to do? No, it... And wait till she comes. I know. She, like, has blowouts, and then you're going to find, like, seven blankets in the sala. It's going to get worse. That's why right now I'm like, we even rearranged our living room, too. And, like, I'm like, we just need to literally, I want to finish everything. So I feel like after this weekend, it'll just kind of be more of, like, a matter of waiting for her arrival. Because I'll feel like everything is how we wanted it to. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but yeah that's just been my little stressful thing that i'm like i literally feel like i'm cleaning all damn day yeah no <laughs> i definitely understand for my let it out well just to re re whatever reiterate just, yeah <laughs> i was like gonna give up i'm like eh um what what i had said earlier thank you so much to everybody who reached out and asked you know if i'm doing okay i did get an appendix infection 
um last week i think it was last week right last week mm-hmm. and i ended up going to the er they ended up doing tests and ct scans and everything and they ended up telling me that it was that it had gone away with the um antibiotics but that i had a cyst in my left ovary and the way the pain was because it was still there even though i didn't have the infection they thought that it was actually like another cyst that I had had that actually had like ruptured or like popped. And mm-hmm. so that's probably what was causing the pain and all that stuff. But they really couldn't do anything because of everything that's going on with the infection. So everything, literally, I left the hospital not knowing if it was my appendix or if it was a cyst that ruptured. So they did mention mm-hmm. that if it is the if it was the appendix, that they'll event- it'll eventually come back and that it'll eventually like get inflamed and then I would have to um, get, removed. get it removed. And I was just really upset because I don't like leaving it up to up in the air. Like if, like if it's, it has to do with my health, like let's just get it over with, let's get it done with. And then that way I don't have to risk my life in the process. Mm-hmm. But I definitely understand with everything that's going on. So I didn't want to risk it on that sense either. So with that, you know, there was a lot of other shit accumulated. Um, I had to get a lot of lab tests done because of, because you, I, I don't know if everybody knows, but with antibiotics, like it kills all of your good and bad bacteria. And I don't really like taking antibiotics because then, you know, I'm very easy prone to get like yeast infections and other infections. And they told me that there was a possibility that, be, that I could possibly have like a colon infection. So I had to get like a whole bunch of lab tests done. And so I was just about that because having to drive all the way to like Salem and back to just go get labs, go like leave this, leave that. It was just annoying. And I came back home one, one day and I have a pole right next to my, my driveway and I scratched my car because I was backing up into it. And I thought like, oh, I have enough room. But the way I did it, it wasn't. So I was like, oh, my fucking gosh. I was so mad at myself. But I was like, you know what? There's nothing I can fucking do about it. But the good thing was that the next day I washed my car. And I was able to take most of it off because it was just like the brown part from the pool. So my car's not Uh... happy because it got washed. But you could still kind of see it. But I was like, eh. Maybe Rico will be able to take it out. Yeah, I have to like, you know, talk to him about that. But just with all of that being said, my mental health has not been the best just because, you know, I'm a high functioning. Like when I get depressed, I get I'm able to function. And a lot of people don't realize that I am depressed because I'm OK. Like I p- pretend like I'm everything's OK, which is not good. But with my health with like a whole bunch of other personal issues that are like a personal things that are happening that I really can't talk about for other reasons not because I don't want to share um it's been really rough and my anxiety has been at the roof and literally it's been for like almost two weeks and then I bought I went the other day to go buy plants and it honestly made me feel so much better (laughs) and I know that that sounds kind of weird because it's like okay bitch like plants but, but I, I do feel like plants are therapeutic. Like they yes. definitely. And I was just so happy. Like I got some like Christmas cactus plants and I'll post them. Like I, we can post them on the Reina's page, like all the plants that I was able to buy, uh-huh. but they're so pretty and like a lavender and a, some lily. I, I don't know what the, uh, and then an aloe vera plant. And like, and I see they're just so pretty and nice. And I was really happy. And, you know, it was actually a local um, nursery from one of our um, old high school compañeras. And she, um, her dad actually has leukemia. And, they, like, a lot of the proceeds are going to help the family out. So, I don't know, Dani, if you wanted to, like. Yeah, and, I mean, I'll we'll go ahead and we'll share something on our page just um, so you guys have the details of, like, where they're located, because it's located um, local in Woodburn, and I mm-hmm. know that they're having, like, a, you know, like Debbie said, a big sale on plants and stuff, and, like, just helping with all, like, the medical expenses and, you know, 
treatment and anything medical related is not cheap whatsoever. And, you know, sometimes it's like the burden of having like all these uh, bills associated to like some to an illness or whatever. It's just like the last stressor that a family needs. You know, Mm -hmm. they're already having to deal with the law and staying strong and like helping a family member overcome this. So if anybody wants to go and stop by and get some plants, um, I'm sure they would truly appreciate it. And again, we'll go ahead and we'll share something on our on our page so you guys know where it's at. And then maybe we can see if they're having like any specific deals or whatever and um, let you guys know. But I'm sure the family would truly appreciate um, any help and support with that. Yeah. And I mean, it's really, the the plants are beautiful. I'm honestly just, because I repotted them. And so I'm like, okay, please don't die on me. Please don't die on me. So I'm (laughs) I'm really hoping and praying to all the plant gods out there to um, make sure that they don't die. (laughs) (laughs) And um, just going into our SOC segment, just don't forget, I know we had brought it up briefly before to make sure to donate to our farm worker relief fund. We can go ahead and like post it again so people can donate. I think that's still, I'm pretty sure that's still open, but I'll double check and then I'll get back to y'all. And then also, I know we had brought up the census and everything, but there is actually going to be a paper census because of everything with the virus that's going on. There's going to be a paper census in the mail. You should be getting it sometime this week if you haven't already. Just please, please, please make sure to fill it out if you haven't done it online. Okay. What's the difference with the, or why would they be sending it in a paper? Because it's not, because, okay, so a lot of people don't have access to internet or a computer. And so a lot, there is going to be different centers in, in, around Oregon that people could go to and have access to, to be able to fill out their census there. But because of the virus, a lot of the census, a lot of the centers have closed yeah that makes sense and so that's why they're doing it through the paper okay so if you did it electronically you don't know again Mm -mm. okay because i was so stressed i'm like this shit is i know i shouldn't be complaining but this it was so long i was just like well it's because there's a lot of people living at home with you so that's because mine took like literally three minutes (laughs) Yeah, but because, then again, because I only had to put RJ and I, so yeah. So please, and like I said, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me, and I can help you with that. Alrighty, well, I think that we are going to move on to our official topic for the episode. So for this week, we kind of wanted to touch on the topic of, I guess, like forgiveness and forgiving others, and just everything kind of tied to that, like, and how I guess how this whole uh idea of forgiveness like how it affects us and impacts our lives so um the first question we wanted to touch on was like are you someone who apologizes like are you the type of person like in this case wv are you guys the type of people that like if you do something wrong to someone are you able to go out of your way and like actually like offer an apology to me i guess it just depends on the situation (laughs) i'm i like to think i mean i don't like to think but i know that i'm very prideful and I know uh-huh. that I it's it's really hard for me to admit when I'm wrong. In a professional setting, it's different because I can I have to be professional, and I can definitely I have to acknowledge when I when I've been wrong and when I did something that I shouldn't have done or said something that I shouldn't have said. But in like personal relationships, I guess it just depends how much it just depends on the situation and how much I'm holding in because of everything that you've done to me already. If that makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's not to say that just because someone does something to you that you're excused from doing whatever back to that person. No, you yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, definitely. I mean, if we're in a heated argument and I tell you I hate you or something like that, like, yeah, the, I'll apologize and be like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I really didn't mean that. But it, it's not easy for me. You got to probably wait a couple hours before I do it. <laughs> <laughs> and do me all stressed out like Debbie you better not be telling people you hate them like <laughs> I cannot deal with fucking arguments like that like like when people say when people, yeah like never I, Debbie <laughs> I'll pray for you <laughs> <laughs> no I get what you mean like, I get I, what you yeah mean. it's hard for me to ever talk like that to people um so for me like someone or am I someone who apologizes I like can agree with Debbie like it honestly depends on the situation when it comes to Rico I apologize even sometimes when it's not I'm not in the wrongdoing because I feel like I can't go to sleep upset. Uh-huh. Like I'll, I have I try to acknowledge like what I did 
to feel the situation, I guess, or cause it. But it's really hard for me to apologize because sometimes myself, I don't feel like I'm genuine. And so then I don't really like to just say I'm sorry just because. Like, I feel like I have to be genuine about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes, like, other people or other situations, I guess I kind of expect, like, I kind of have to feel out, like, is a person going to accept my apology type of thing? Because I don't want to say and then them not forgive me. Yeah. Type of thing. But. Yeah, I think it's actually hard. Like, for me, I feel like. Um, I feel like it's easy for me to apologize to someone once I've had time to reflect on, like, what I did. You know, mm-hmm. in the moment of a heated argument, like, you obviously, like, I'm not going to be, like, knowing that I'm doing something wrong. Otherwise, I would like to think that I probably wouldn't say or do those things if I was yeah. aware that, that that's what I was doing. But the thing that makes it hard for me to apologize is, like we said, like, if I know I'm coming from, like, a good place and I sincerely mean my apology... And of course, it depends on the severity of what I did to them. You know, if I just said something rude, like I would hope that me being like, you know what, I'm really sorry, I shouldn't have said that, um, that that would be enough. But then also mm-hmm. the other person being too stubborn to accept it, if it's something that should be easily forgivable, yeah, then it almost just kind of makes you like feel like, what the fuck, I wasted my time saying that then, if obviously mm-hmm. like that's not good enough. Because obviously when it comes to things that you say that, that are fucked up or whatever, like you can't actually take it back. No. You know, like it's yeah. already said and done. Yeah. So there's only so much you can do to fix that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it just depends. Like in the middle of a heat argument, I feel like, no, I probably wouldn't do it. But at the end of the day, I also don't like to have conflict with people if I can avoid it. So I will find myself kind of going and maybe being like the person that makes the first move a lot of yeah. the time. But with that being said, like, how easy is it for you guys to forgive someone else? I like to say that it's easy for me to forgive if there's change behind that forgiveness and it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to forgive someone who repeatedly hurts me or does things or says things that knows what gets to me. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And so then eventually, like, I'm sorry doesn't mean shit to me because of the fact that it's like, well, if you're sorry, why aren't you changing? Like, I don't want to hear that bullshit anymore. And for me, I think, like, like it's, like, really hard because sometimes I'm, like, I feel like sometimes I'm just really hard-headed. But I can forgive somebody, but I guess it just depends on, like, their approach of apologizing. Mm-hmm. Because there's, like, times, like, I'm not trying to put Rake on blast, but, like, this is just, like, real shit, like, people might relate to. But it's, like, me and Rico get into an argument. And then I'll tell him what made me sad or what he did. And the first thing that he says, like, okay, well, I'm sorry then. Like, and it's like, I don't, I'm like, I'm like, don't say that. Like, if it's not genuine, like, you're just saying that because you just want me to shut the fuck up and stop repeating myself, like, (laughs) why I'm hurt, you know? Mm -hmm. So to me, I guess, yeah, it just depends on, like, is it genuine? Like, I would probably forgive somebody more that took time to apologize yeah then immediately after a situation or understand where you're coming from yeah no that's true because even like tied to like for me to my relationship like with rj in this case it's i feel like it is easy for us to forgive each other but something that we both do a lot of the time is um if especially if like we haven't taken the time to like really like cool down and think things through before we have a conversation then it'll be a lot of like okay I'm sorry I did this but then you're in a way justifying and still blaming the other person for having triggered you first me (laughs) (laughs) so like especially if you're like stuck in the fuck because both Arjun and I are very stubborn people so it's like if if I were like say he did something to me and I'll be like you know, I did something to him too. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry that I, you know, did this, but it's, it's kind of because you triggered me and you said this one thing first. And it's like, at the end of the day, I realized that like, too, like if he does that to me, it's the same if I do it to him, but that's not a real sincere apology because it's in a way like making an excuse for what you did. And like, you can't fix wrong with wrong. 
So it doesn't matter who did what first. You don't get like a free pass to just say and do whatever the fuck you want after that. Yeah. Just because yeah. the other person came at you first, you know? Yeah. Danya, me thinking that you, I had you on speakerphone with all my fights. Because <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm really guilty of that. Like I will apologize, but I'll be like, yeah, but you did this. And then it's like, why? Like, why? It's just like a cycle. Like, you're just justifying. And it's not because you're doing it. Like, I don't do it catching myself to just be petty and I'm saying it. It's because I really have a fucking reason. You know what I mean? Like, why? So, And a lot of times, like, I think the reason why we do it is because we're trying to get the other person. And again, this isn't because this sounds like I'd I'd be justifying what I did. But um, sometimes the other person doesn't understand what it was that they did that really bothered you Mm -hmm. but it's hard because sometimes we ourselves aren't willing to do that but then we expect our partner or whoever the argument or fight is with to do that and unless both people are willing to be like okay i apologize for this that i did and not do any you 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 at the other person then it's like that's really hard to get to that like yeah you know that takes a real high maturity level that a lot of the times like I just can't be at so (laughs) it it just makes it a lot harder I feel like Danya when you argue you wear your gamesuit dress or what like I'm 15 (laughs) (laughs) no like I yeah I know that I'm like a lot of the times like I'm very stuck in my ways and like my points of view and I do try to you know stay neutral especially because a lot of times like I feel like say you guys come to me with things like I hardly I won't really try to be like that person that's like just gonna take your side simply because you're my friend or the person coming to me like I kind of try to stay neutral Mm -hmm. but when it's me against someone else it it is harder to like think that way you know yeah 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 so I think I guess we kind of all agree that like something that it takes for us to forgive someone is just like the sincerity behind their apology like is that what you guys would say yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are you guys able to ever forgive someone for something without an apology and like what I guess like what would be an example of that I think that you know as we grow up like we've gone through a lot of changes in our lives and I mean this in like us three because we've had friends that have came in and left and it happens to everybody. And I've had friends who literally I've had and not necessarily we there's we're beefing or anything, but they did something to me or said something to me that just it just I forgave them. And even before with other relationships that they've done something to me and they, I've forgiven them and they have never apologized to me. But it was because of my personal growth that I had to do like, okay, you know, they're never going to get it. They're never going to understand why I'm hurt, why we broke up or why things happened. But I forgive them. And then that's it. No, it's true. I don't I don't know. V, what do you think? So like, can you forgive without an apology? <laughs> or I guess if you don't get an apology, would you ask for one? I, or well, I would, would definitely you just be not? asking for a fucking apology. If it was like a boyfriend or like a partner. I remember in my uh-huh. previous relationships, like we would go to bed and I was all mad and then I'd be like, and then they were just chilling, right? Like on their phone or whatever. And then I'd pretend to be like going to sleep and I'm like, well, aren't you going to fucking apologize? <laughs> and then you're up till two in the morning fighting. Yeah, because they wouldn't apologize. And I'm like, do you really not understand like why I'm upset? They're like, well, you're upset because hey. you want to be. Sometimes we don't get an apology, but sometimes that be that dick be apologizing. No, no dick. <laughs> I, okay, you, you too, but I wouldn't get shit. So I was in a lose lose situation. If I would be getting fucked or digged down, then I would be different. You know, I'd be like, all right, then, all right, you can, you know, let's keep doing this tomorrow. <laughs> You're like, you know what? This apology right now wasn't enough. We gotta do this again. Yeah, again tomorrow. <laughs> Um, for me, it's okay. So for me, it's, it, it depends on the people in the situation. So like, I, again, this whole podcast thing is about like things that we're experiencing or like real stuff. So like mm-hmm. at this time in my life, like I'm going through stuff with like my stepdad who I consider my real dad. And for me, it's hard because at this time in my stage of my feelings, I, I guess I want to receive an apology as much as I need to apologize because I know what I am in the wrong for. 
Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's hard for me to apologize, one, because I have not got the opportunity, but also because I expect an apology also. But I know how prideful my dad is. So I kind of have came to the conclusion, like, he'll never apologize to me. So to me, it's like now it's up in the air for me to take the ch- to make the change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but when it comes to other people, it's. It's easy. It's not easy for me to forgive somebody without an apology. But I guess when it comes to something with my parents, I would forget something without an apology. Yeah, no, I could I can relate to that, too, just because, um, you know, like I've I've talked about how like growing up because this kind of just made me think of my dad, too. My dad's also a very prideful man. And growing up, you know, my parents were really strict and there was a lot of things that I felt like, you know, I, I, I mean, at least I feel like I was like a pretty good kid. I didn't really do a lot of bad things. Like, I mean, I got into arguments with my parents just like mostly about them not letting me do things and stuff like that. So it's like when I was in high school, we didn't have the best relationship because of that. Because mm-hmm. I guess to them, I was being rebellious. And to me, like they were just being like not understanding. Yeah. Um, and like we had a lot of like arguments and it was just a lot of stress just because of like me being like or my dad being so overprotective and it's like even though we've never sat down and had a conversation and like me been like you know this really upset me or like my dad being like I'm sorry you know like that I didn't trust you enough or whatever um so I feel like we were able to move on and like to this day I have like the best relationship with my parents now like you know it's very rare that we'll like get upset about something or like just mad at each other for for something but I feel like it was one of those things where we didn't really have an apology but it was the actions that followed that kind of helped heal that yeah you know so I feel like had my dad continue to act a certain way or like to be a certain way like after I moved out and everything like our relationship wouldn't be the same but then it's like he kind of took initiative to like reach out to me and like oh you guys should come over and like just like he tried helping us with many different things and just always kind of being there it helped a lot even though the apology never really happened yeah yeah, but he wants to show actions showing that he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This relates a lot to me too because I, I mean, I have a really prideful dad too, and I think out of it's a Mexican yeah, dad thing. Yeah, but <laughs> I think that growing up, my dad was way more. I don't know, actually, my dad was a different type <laughs> of like. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, but I remember we when we got into an argument. It wasn't even an argument. I had he. My dad wasn't happy with who I was dating at the time, and um we got in this big argument big fight and um I ended I wasn't living at home I was actually off in college and I remember I was gonna leave to like a a trip or something and my dad actually called I was so mad I was so hurt I was so upset my dad actually called me before I left and he didn't apologize but he did tell me that he didn't he did he didn't accept who I was with and my choices but that he loved me and at the end of the day, I was still his daughter. And that's all that mattered. Mm-hmm. Which to me, it felt, it was like, okay, you know, I know he loves me. I know I'm his daughter. I know he's always going to be there for me. But if he can't accept who I'm with, like, how is this going to work? You know? Mm-hmm. So it was really yeah. tough. And, and we, to this day, we haven't talked about it. If that situation were to occur again, I don't know how things would be. But I know that deep down, like, he does love me. And, you know, I'm his daughter. And... Mm-hmm. He just needs to know that I'm not doing things to be para darle la contraria. If not, like I'm just trying to do what I think is best for me. Yeah. So it's tough, especially when it comes to with your parents. It's really tough. Yeah. I mean, your parents are always going to be your parents. And I feel like that's why there's kind of like this gray area when it comes to your parents, because even though it like hurts you that much more whenever there's drama or anything with your parents at the same time, you know, that no matter what, like they can ask you for something and you'd be there. Yeah. Especially because like how you said, they're always going to be our parents and we have to really talk. I know that it's different in our culture because we don't talk about how fucked up our parents can be with to us and how like Mm. they can like, fuck us up in so many different ways you you know it takes the same amount of like as walking away from be from your family members whoever they are because of whatever reason if they're not healthy and they're not being 
the people that you want around in your life, if they're all they're bringing is negativity, it's okay to walk away and not have like a really close relationship, but also understand, you know, that I, I feel, and I'm talking from my own experiences because of everything that I've dealt with, with my family mm-hmm. that I, you know, when I leave, I can't wait to have like a breather, but I know that when, when my parents call because they need something, I will definitely be there. And so it's tough. No, and I think that that made me like back to the question of like, if I don't get an apology, if I would ask for one, because you guys kind of touched on that. Like if I don't get an apology from someone, depending on who it is, I probably wouldn't ask for one because I don't think it'd be sincere. Like to just be like, like say when it comes to a partner, if you're like, oh, well, I want you to apologize. Like what you were saying, Debbie, about like laying in bed and then you're getting more and more mad because now they don't want to do that mm-hmm. just because you're asking mm-hmm. for it. So sometimes it's better not to ask. Yeah. But there's also certain people that I just like. I'd be too prideful that even though I know I deserve an apology, you and wouldn't I want ask an apology. I just wouldn't ask for it. I'd be more like, fuck you. I don't care. Yeah. Even though deep down, it's like, you still owe me that. Yeah. So sometimes like holding on to our feelings, like makes us feel like we're carrying like bad weight and kind of like pulls us down and stuff. So why is it like, do you guys think it's like hard for us to forgive and move on sometimes like from certain like arguments or situations with somebody? When I thought of, when I saw this or when I thought about this, I thought about myself and how hard I am with myself and I don't forgive myself for a lot of things. And like I, things that you've done to yeah, people? Yeah, things that I've done, things that I've regretted, things that I've said. I'm an overthinker. And so I feel like I'm so harsh on myself and I don't forgive myself for like making mistakes. Like people I've dated, people I've been with and I'm really hard on myself. And I think that that has to do with like, not necessarily how prideful I am, but because I feel like I'm 27 years old, I need to get my shit together and I need to fucking think and be better. Like you kind of just beat yourself up for mistakes that you yes. made. Yes. And so I feel like that's unnecessary weight and baggage that I hold on to myself. And the reason why I feel like I'm that way with other people it's because of that, because of myself. If I can't forgive myself, how am I supposed to forgive somebody else? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, that it's makes sense. tough for me in that sense. I think in the, the, for this um, point, like I think for myself, I like to think that I carry myself in a way where like I like to, you know, I'll try my b- very best to treat others the way I want them to treat me. And mm-hmm. I feel like the reason why it's hard for me to move on sometimes is because Sometimes people will do me a way that I'm like, I would never fucking do that to you. Like, I don't know. So it's like, I guess it's just hard for me to process that somebody did something to me when I would have never done that to them. And then like just acting like it didn't happen. Like, yeah, it's hard for me to do like just to move on. Like, I just I don't know that that's my biggest struggle. And then I just kind of let it like weigh on me and like stress me out Mm -hmm. when there's really no reason to either. I just have to accept that that's the way that other person is. But then it makes it hard too because I'm like, okay, am I going to now to feel even go and treat them the same way? And a lot of times I tell myself like, fuck this person. Like, yeah, I'm going to like be the same way just so they kind of see what it's like. But then as much as I think I'm going to be like that fucking bitch, like I really can't because at the end, like I'm too soft, you know? Yeah, I get you. Like, I could be hella fucking heartless mm-hmm. sometimes when it comes to random people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I try to. I feel like if people are being like that with me, but then at the same time, I don't know, it doesn't do any good. And it's like back yeah. to what you said, like, say you act heartless to someone, then you're probably going to be beating yourself up for having done that, too. Uh, well, I guess there's two points for that for me, because it depends. Like, if it's someone that I really hold dearly to. They're like then yes but if it's somebody who I thought could be a good friend of mine or we could have had a good relationship and they just went off and like bit, were a bitch about shit then I'd be like okay let, let me act that way and if you don't like it then understand that how am I supposed to feel if you're fucking been treating me that way mm-hmm. I mean how about for you B? I feel like I I hold grudges a lot sometimes I feel like when something happens and I don't get an apology I kind of just, like, am to, like, depending on the person, but sometimes I'm just, like, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's been friendships that I've done that. But there's also been friendships that it's, like, I, like, just, I know, kind of done what you're saying. Like, I know what you did, but it's, like, 
I know I'm never going to receive that. So I'm just going to kind of like brush it under Behind the rug you. and like mm-hmm. put it, you know, for like that I know you did that. For me, it's just like hard sometimes like to move on if there's just yeah. not that solid fucking apology. Or at least I'm acknowledging Because it just makes it kind of hard to think like if it's even worth moving on with this person or moving forward with this person, knowing that this is already a trait of theirs Mm -hmm. um, to kind of just do what they do and then act like their shit don't stink, you know? Yeah. And it's something, too, like I wanted to touch on, like, for this specific thing is... Um, like when it comes to me and Rico, like I know the <laughs> listeners are like, damn, they fight every day or what. <laughs> but um sometimes like with Rico, like we'll get into an argument and I don't receive an apology and I'm hurt. And I wear mm-hmm. my like my feelings or my heart on my sleeve. Like my feelings show like I have a fucking gotta face. Like, you know, like things just like people can tell when I'm upset, but it's like I notice which is something I have to work on is I notice that if I sometimes feel like I put Rico's feelings or the way that he's treating me above anything else around me and I take it out on people. And I notice that like sometimes with my daughter, like she's like a sponge in my emotions sometimes where it's like, I can be upset and I'll like talk to her like with a raised voice or just so annoyed when it's like she didn't do anything wrong to me, but because I like am yeah. holding on to these feelings, I just take it out on her. That's something that I need to work on. It's something that like I'm always reminded by Rico, like in stuff. And it's like I, I feel I feel really bad. Like that literally puts me down as a parent. And it's like I do acknowledge it. Like once I've cooled down and I know it's sincere and I can discuss in like a soft voice where it's like I will go to her and I will apologize. Like you know, sorry, like, I was yelling at you, like, I was just, like, upset, like, it's not anything you did, and it's just, like, really sad, because I had read, like, this, like, blog about it, and I'm, like, I'm really traumatizing her sometimes, because sometimes I don't, like, I take it too serious to get a freaking forgiveness. Yeah, but you know what, like, it's already, like, like, um, something that you're aware of, and something that you're wanting to work on, you know, and it's part of our human nature, a lot of times, like, you're it, like you can't just like be upset at someone and then turn on those feelings because that person's in front of you and then turn around and then turn them off immediately so it's like it's like you said you know it's not okay it's not your yeah. fault but like if you're aware that that's something you're doing and you're trying to fix it like I feel like that's already like a good step you know mm-hmm. another thing kind of tied to that point is just Sometimes the reason why we hold on to things is like what we said, like having that grudge. Um, And I think this just becomes one of those things where you forgive, but you don't forget. Yeah. And you forgive even though there's no apology Mm -hmm. simply because it's not worth your it's not worth your energy and it's not worth your time. But because I know that there was no sincere apology or nothing from the other person to fix the situation. It's also like I'm not going to forget like. I'm a very observant person and now I feel like my guard is just slowly going up with that person until Mm -hmm. eventually like I just don't give a fuck anymore and there's just like this wall and for that to like be taken back down it's like it would just take too much and at that point it's a loss for the other person you know but with me I guess it just depends because well no I agree with everything you said but I'm that way with like friendships or with other people who like our acquaintances and I've known that they've done something to somebody that I know mm-hmm. to me. So I keep that as like a reminder, like, Hey, if they did this to that person, like they could easily do it to you. So don't trust them easily. Or, or I, sometimes I test them t- and like, I say something like tiny and then see who it leaks to. And then I know who it was or where it came from. And then that's when I know that I can't trust them. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, another thing is, like, how many times can you actually forgive someone before you're actually setting yourself up to be disappointed or let down again? Because a lot of times it's, like, people, like, you'll forgive someone for doing different things. And that happens a lot in a relationship. Like, you're, you're a lot of the times you're not arguing or fighting over the exact same thing over and over again. You know, if that's the case, if you're arguing Mm -hmm. and fighting over the same thing over and over again and you still continue to forgive that person, you know for a fact it's eventually going to happen again. You know what I mean? So how many times is too much? I guess for me, coming from a place where I used to get 
a lot of shit thrown in my face over shit that I did that they that other not my ex partner would claim that they were over or that they forgave me. It just becomes a fucking cycle. Yeah. And then to me it's like okay, I haven't done what I what I have done before and you claim to forgive me and now it just becomes you throwing it in my face. Yeah. It's like fuck, like how much more can I take mm-hmm. from this? Like how much more? So for me from being on the opposite opposite side, it fucking gets annoying and it gets it gets tiring it's draining and unless the person like literally has done it to to me like I guess I'm the only one that knows my limits and I can't really put a measure to that Mm -hmm. but I know from the other way around it was just too much that I was just like you know what I'm just gonna let it go because you're never gonna let this shit go and you're always gonna throw it on my face and no matter what I do like this is not gonna work because I don't want to be like married with like 10 kids and you still throwing it in my face 10 years later mm-hmm. that's true that's a good point I think that f- this question like for me like it's making me think of like specific like family members I guess mm. yeah and just sometimes it, it and it's not even like a thing of forgiveness because I'm not going to go into too much detail but the specific situation with this person you know, they've done things to me to just irritate the fuck out of me and just, like, do things out of attention for themselves. And basically just, I, I can't stand people who try to take other people's shine or, like, other people's moments, uh-huh. you know, like, for themselves. And then it's, things have happened, things have been done, things have been said, and it's, like, I know I'm owed an apology and that hasn't yet happened. And then, you know, the conversation comes up of how they're aware that they owe me an apology, yet the apology doesn't happen still. And it's like, you saying that, you know, you owe me an apology isn't actually you apologizing to me. Yeah. And then um, still mm-hmm. fucking finding me finding myself like, okay, okay, so maybe this person's coming around. They're starting to realize how they're being and that I'm catching on on how they're being and then they fucking go and do it again like at this point I'm just like so fucking done and then I just end up feeling like stupid for having even believed in this person that they would change or that they would get where I was coming from Mm -hmm. so at this point I'm like I can't even look past Mm -hmm. any of the shit that you do anymore because I know that I'm just setting myself up to be let down by you I feel like when it comes to family I feel like family members expect that yeah yeah under the rug because they're related or somehow tied to you and it's like that's not the case i'm guilty of doing that where it's like people will do shit and i'll kind of just like no i'm gonna be let down but i'm just like okay well what can i do they're gonna be in my life forever you know type of thing so it's really hard like to move past that but with friendships like where things in the past like there's been times where it's like i already know they're gonna do it so i'd rather just yeah not even it's true but you know we've we've talked about that before um like at the end of the day whether just because someone's blood related to you you don't know any family members anything you know you might feel like you do but Mm -hmm. it's like no like we're especially at the age that we're at now we're all fucking adults and Mm -hmm. you don't owe respect to anyone who's not willing to respect you and it doesn't matter that they're your sibling they're your cousin they're your tia they're your parent like it really doesn't matter. Yeah. I it just sucks because I like I just to kind of like go back to what y'all were both saying, like you you kind of set you're setting yourself up for failure. I feel like so many times like I've been let down and I'm just kind of like, okay, let me give them the benefit of the doubt. Like things are gonna be different because it's not about me, it's about somebody else and like all this shit. And and I just need to make a mental note and be like you know what this is not gonna happen this person isn't gonna change and that's it yeah but it is hard because like as much as I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. getting respect from that person like I still feel like I don't want them to go around saying that I don't respect them because then I'm the one that kind of like looks bad Mm -hmm. not that I really give a fuck about what other people have to say about me but I've Mm -hmm. always had this big like stigma or like people think of me as like this heartless cold-hearted bitch which is like I can be if you fucking come at me a certain way but if you really don't know me or don't know the situation 
and you only know one side of the story, don't don't be thinking that shit either. So it's just yeah. hard. It's really hard because for me, it's yeah. like, obviously it's a family member. And so I can't just be like, fuck you. I never want to talk to you ever again. Because yeah. in reality, I can't do that. I mean, the relation sometimes like with people like that, like the relationships get damaged and you're still going to be civil with that person. But you both know that things aren't what they used to be and they probably yeah. never will be. And yeah. sometimes as long as you're aware of that and like it's pretty clear and mm-hmm. you could respect each other's like new boundaries. And I think it's still fine to just move on and not yeah. dwell on the fucking past. Yeah. And I think that's one of the really good qualities that I have mm-hmm. is that I could really I could be in a room with like five bitches or five people that don't like me or that I don't get along with. And I'll and I won't ever like let them know that they making me feel some type of way or that I feel some type of way. And I'm I feel like and I could talk. I could have a conversation with you. But but I want the line to be clear and I want it to be clear that you and I are there's nothing from this. It's just I could be civil. That's true. Do you guys feel like there's anything that like do you guys have any examples? I don't know if I do, honestly, but like any examples off the top of your head of things that you're just like, that is so unforgivable. Like I just can't move on from that. Apology or not. I feel like anything that has to do kind of like with my son, his feelings, like if you've been if you've let down my son so many times like i just can't forgive you if that makes if that makes yeah like you feel like more just kind of yeah i guess in terms of like your maternal instincts i guess yeah and that's what to anybody that's not to just one or two specific people it's to to anybody like if you're not showing up if you're not there like don't be fake about it later on and be like acting like you care when shit goes bad or when things aren't good because you haven't been there from the like really genuinely caring that's one thing that i don't fuck around with it's like my family mm-hmm. and my son like don't ever like you do something like to them to hurt them it's i can't yeah i don't know i'm trying to think like i think that that's definitely like as a mom that that's something that like would definitely hurt it's like if somebody comes at somebody can come at you a certain way but kids are innocent and half the time you know they don't especially when they're little like, mm-hmm. they don't know any better, and they don't know how to defend themselves. So someone coming at a kid, like, I could see that as being something that's unforgivable. But other than that, like, I'm trying to think, like, I don't know that there's something that, I don't know, I guess, like, breaking, like, your loyalty to someone would probably be something that's unforgivable unfor- to me, but more in terms of a relationship, not in terms of, like, a friendship or anything like that, because at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's like, if that happens, you move on and it's different. There's not as many strings attached as there is in a relationship. Yeah. To me, like breaking that loyalty and like breaking that trust. Like it's just so hard to fucking get back that it's almost not even worth the try. Yeah. So I feel like that would probably be unforgivable to me. Yeah. For me, like mine's kind of like thing that I could probably say is like unforgivable are like times where it's like I'm really pressed and it's like if, like, I feel like I want to fight somebody, like, I feel like that makes it to the point where it's, like, there's no moving past that because you've already had that hatred towards somebody. Okay. I thought you'd never like, hated nobody. Physically me. hurt them. <laughs> I don't hate, like, not that I've said it, I hate somebody. No, but it's yeah. Like there has been, like, you guys already know, like, a girl that just, like, it's not anything that she specifically did, but it's just, like, the way that this whole yeah. situation played out where I just got so pressed that it's, mm-hmm. like, there's just no moving past it. Like, I just could never fuck with this person again. Like, and yeah. it's mostly like a two, like a pride thing. And I guess like, I know what I did wrong, but it's also like you did wrong in your part, like things that you said. So it's like type of thing. So it's like, to me, that's like for, it's like, even if it comes to a family member and it's like, I've ever gone that heated situation where like, I'm going to like, I want to physically like, hurt you. Then it's like, no, like, it's just there's no ever reconciliation or how you say yeah. it, um that's true that's another that good one like if like, the disrespect has gotten to a point yeah where like it's just no going back and i think that usually happens with people that you're not as close to do you yeah. know what i mean because yeah. it's like i mean i mm-hmm. you would hope that that level of disrespect wouldn't happen with the family member or like your uh romantic partner but um yeah like once the disrespect has gone too far Mm -hmm. like there's probably just no going back and it's probably better for everyone that way than to like continue trying to mend things and then always have that tension 
Mm-hmm. One thing that we can kind of take away from this is the fact that like there are just uh, there are so many other things that we can focus on like when there is conflict between people that are just a lot more rewarding for ourselves just like our overall well- well-being as well and I know it's hard but I think we've all found ourselves doing this at one point or another which is being the bigger person mm-hmm. um if something's really like you know like V said if you're really pressed about something and you feel like it is something you can overcome and maybe just wait for the right time but you know, maybe even though it's the other person who did something to you and you just need to let them know how much they hurt you or whatever, be the bigger person and reach out to them. If it doesn't work, I mean, just set your expectations, like hoping for the best, but also expecting the worst. And mm-hmm. if a person doesn't react how you want them to, then, you know, you did what you could do and then you you take a step back. And that's literally that that was like the last chance, you know. And then from there, you can just fucking walk yeah, away. Yeah, that makes sense. Or whatever. Like, you tried because you cared for that person. But if that person's not going to care the same for you back, then there's really no need for you to be devastated that you lost someone. And then just another thing, mm-hmm. which I think Vienna had talked about, too, was, you know, sometimes, like, being focused on all this negative drama and conflict with people, like, we stop focusing on what really matters and, like, the blessings that we have in front of us. I mean, I don't know if you guys have anything mm-hmm. to add about that, but... No, like, mine, too, is just being, I mean, this is, like, tied a lot to friendships. Like, honestly, like, there's been, there's, like, friendships that it's, like, I feel like I have ties to in some way. And I see, like, the negativity and, like, the relationship. But, and I, like, want to talk about the situation with these people. But after thinking about it, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's just the ways, like, they're not going to change. And so I like to focus on, like, the people and friendships that I yeah. have that are everything that I need in my life. Like, positive energy that, like, will reach out. You know, when it's, like, when you don't get that energy from somebody, you kind of just got to find yeah. that energy for the people That's that are true, because some people you, will so. just drain your energy. And if you're constantly finding that some people are, like, you know, you feel more fucking exhausted after hanging out or talking to this person, then it's, like, what's the point? You're just damaging yourself, you know? Yeah, cut them off, sis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah i think just sometimes even you know we said like we talked about we're not always going to get an apology we're not always going to get someone that's going to reach out and even if they don't reach out with an apology their actions aren't going to show that they want you to forgive them or that they realize that they did any wrong so sometimes the best thing you can do is just let that Mm -hmm. shit go as hard as it is it's like a grudge and like those negative feelings and those negative thoughts in your head aren't harming the other person they're only harming you Mm -hmm. yeah so i think as hard as it is because i know it's hard for me to do it sometimes that's definitely something that we can all work on you know yeah for sure i think we've gotten to the end of this topic so if anybody has anything else that they want to add, now would be the time. Or forever, hold your peace. <laughs> no, just freaking focus on yourself. Know what to expect from all the relationships in your life. It's okay to just, put yourself first and just, again, like, you know, we've talked about boundaries. We've talked about expectations before. And it's really hard even for us that we've just because we've had these conversations to say that we practice what we preach 24 seven, like, you know, because we're human, your emotions and your Mm -hmm. brain and your heart do a different thing at different times. And you sometimes can't control it, Mm -hmm. but we just try our very best. Yeah. And sometimes you can even just throw (laughs) out the episode number of like, that was me yesterday with Rico. We had like a conversation. Like, <laughs> my love language, babe. Like, like go back to that. listen. Yeah. <laughs> clip. Okay. Does somebody yeah. want to lead us into our what if segment? Yeah. So for our question that we have is if you could add on a hundred years to the end of your life, but you would be old and frail during those a hundred years, would you still do it? Why or why not? Um, I would say no. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to be suffering. The only thing that like made me think like, of, like that I was thinking, I'm like, okay, like I'm adding a hundred years and I'm old and frail, but it's like, how old am I when I'm adding the hundred years, you know? Yeah. Like if I'm like 65 and I'm like oh, old yeah, and frail, true. like I guess like I don't know, it's just hard. Like 65, I'm like, okay, you know, I could stay at that age. 
for fucking 100 years and enjoy like more things to come but then at the same time it's like just the thought of being old and dependent on other people scares the fuck yeah. out of me yeah so i'm kind of like no i'd rather me too because just... that would also be a lot of pressure like if you think about it like people would be like coming to you and asking you because you've lived so long just yeah. of different things so i probably would say mm-hmm. no to actually yeah um yeah i this honestly this gave me a lot of anxiety this question (laughs) because i don't know if some of y'all know but like my biggest fear is like death and like dying and so i thought like literally when i thought about this i was like fuck so if i don't live 100 years i'm still gonna die so (laughs) i'm fucked either way but i think that like no i wouldn't add 100 years to my life because i wouldn't want to be like alone either that's I didn't even think about that. Like at that yeah. point you're alive, but you're the only person that's still My age, alive from your yeah. generation. So uh-huh. it's like now it's like the people that you're gonna be living with are like basically like your four times like the fourth generation of grandkids basically. Yeah. And at that point it's like how much are they connected to you and how mm-hmm. much are they willing to care for you? So it's like Yeah. Yeah, I probably would still say no. Yeah, so <laughs> no. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have gotten to the very end of our episode. So, um, yeah, hopefully everybody has a good week and everybody's still staying safe, taking their precautions. Yeah, everyone had a good Easter. Yeah, everybody had a good Easter in their homes with yes. their immediate families. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> and honestly, to all the fucking people that are still posting hosting parties and shit like what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) uh (laughs) i know it's super tempting but it's just like because the weather's getting nicer and everything and i know it makes it harder to stay like away but i'm like dude what the fuck like you're literally letting me judge you right now like yeah you got your judge Karen. We're about to be that fucking oh, yeah. whatever the fuck that girl's name. <laughs> the one that called the cops on them because they so, were like barbecuing at a park or something, right? Oh, uh, and aren't like parks and shit closed anyway? Like I forgot her name. I don't know, but but you know what? I can't. Okay, <laughs> I just got to do like one little fucking vent session. Okay, one thing I cannot. Okay, so it's like stay your ass home. You know, like don't have people over. Don't go over. But one thing that irks me is like. Okay, I can admit, like, there's been, like, a couple times this past week that me and Rico have gotten, like, drive-thru uh-huh. food because I just am not in the fucking mood to cook. And there'll be, like, people just, like, staring at you because you're not wearing a mask or gloves. Like, one, I don't have that stuff. Like, yes, I can make it, but I just don't have it. And I like the fresh air, <laughs> even though it could be, like, deadly in a way. But to me, it's just like, dude, like, don't fucking look at me when your ass is out here tuning the fucking drive through. Like, you're just yeah. as much as a fucking problem. Like, you know? And so I'm just like, oh, so I just can't stand it. But, anyways, and another thing, too, is if you guys did not already, like, please go to um, our highlight. It will be up for the remaining week um, of Netflix mm-hmm. shows or other TV shows and movies to watch. Um, I've actually already started watching some that people had recommended, and I'm like, oh my god! Like, you know, they. <laughs> I mean, all to, we like, got is time, right? Shit, but... <laughs> no, but it's true. The yeah, whole, and like one little tip is if you are gonna be going out because um, we did have masks, and like we don't have like a shit ton of gloves to be using every time we go somewhere. You can make your own your own masks, but you sometimes don't even like. I mean, how many bandanas and shit do you have at your house? You know. Um, but try to keep like a little bottle of mm-hmm. hand sanitizer in your. <laughs> I thought you were. Car. I thought you were about to say it's a bottle of Hennessy. I was like, yeah, okay, that too <laughs> <laughs> for emergencies. No, um, but yeah, just keep some hand sanitizer because whenever possible, ask if they have like Apple Pay or Samsung Pay, whatever the fuck that's called. If you have a Samsung, um, <laughs> because then you're not actually passing on the card. You know, so yeah. that's what I think about. And then, um. Yeah. Always get a covered straw if you're gonna get a fucking straw and don't have your own, even yes. though metal straws all the way, hopefully. Yes. Um, but yeah, those are just things that I think about. And then just like sanitizing your hands right after because 
the people that are inside you hope, you know, managing yes. your food, you hope that they're washing their hands and stuff. But I feel like where the germs would be at is the person at the window that's actually like giving you and handing you the card because they're touching other people's cards. Um, so I feel like that's when, you know, you could get your mm-hmm. hand sanitizer, clean your card and clean your hands and yes. then you're good. And if you wear fucking gloves, take your fucking gloves before you start fucking yeah. driving and then you're doing the all gloves. this other shit. Like, it's... <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> we went Maria to Target. Jesus. We had to go to Target to get some stuff. And we saw this old lady that, like, had her gloves on. She takes off her gloves and she immediately starts touching her nose. Like, she put her hands <gasps> in her nose and are just like, oh, my God, that lady literally just put her two fingers, like, in her nose and is touching her face. So it's like, what the fuck were the gloves for, you know? Ew. So I'm just like, oh, <laughs> But yeah. anyways, now that we're done complaining about people making stupid choices, um, <laughs> yeah. go ahead and make sure you follow us on Instagram. At underscore Reinas del Chisme and on Twitter. So stay Reinas tuned for next Chisme. week's episode and we will talk to you guys then. Later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Ah!